Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Spontaneous Traveller podcast. If you're new here, hi, welcome. My name is Monique, and I am the Spontaneous Traveller. I hope you all have been keeping very well, following your dreams, working hard on your passions, exploring whatever you're doing. Maybe you're traveling, but whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a great time. I quickly want to say before I start this episode, I don't know if you guys can tell, maybe it's just me because I deal with myself every single day, (laughs) but I feel like I've reached a whole new sense and level of maturity. Like even in my voice, I don't know, I just feel like I'm a more, like a stronger independent woman. I'm not this little girl anymore that just had a dream. I'm now this woman who's grown up and made those dreams a reality and I'm very proud of myself I don't I don't I guess this is like a little input that I've just had this week that I thought I would share (laughs) I am very proud of myself now I put a question box on my Instagram story last week and gave you guys the opportunity to ask me literally anything anything you guys wanted because I love sharing my travels and experiences but I want to share things that you guys want to know as well because what's the point having a podcast and talking to you guys if you don't like what I'm talking about (laughs) so if you do have any advice or tips for me to make it more enjoyable for you guys or if even if you have a topic you would like me to cover on here please reach out and let me know A lot of you guys have also been asking how you can support my podcast and help me out, which, first of all, thank you. Listening to these episodes are, are of course, like a great way to start, (laughs) but also rating and following the show. If you're listening on Spotify, there is a follow button, quite literally that says follow, (laughs) right at the top if you guys would like to give that a click. And there is also a little star rating under my description I mean look a five-star rating would be great if you do enjoy it but yeah they are the best ways to boost my podcast so thank you for all your support much love to you all now you guys came through with these questions I do have a lot of questions to answer and get through so let's jump into it I'm going to jump into it. Question number one, which has been actually probably the most popular question, which is very understandable. And that is, how can I afford travel, especially full time? I did briefly talk about it very, very quickly (laughs) in a previous episode whilst I was recovering from a respiratory arrest situation and could hardly talk. If you know, you know, good old Dream Machine Festival. So travel has always been my dream and I guess my number one goal in life. That's really just what I wanted to pursue. So that meant that when I was working, you know, my first job when I finished school, I worked really hard knowing that eventually I would be able to fund my travels. At the time, I was actually saving for a van to travel Australia, which is my hometown, which is really expensive. It's ridiculously expensive. So I actually worked four jobs for two years before the crash and the accident that it did stop me from working, but I worked hard. Before the crash, I was a waitress, bartender, 
retail worker and a housekeeper. Knowing how expensive it would be to travel Australia, I did work really hard. And that's why I did juggle these jobs. There were plenty of times where I would work my retail job from 8 in the morning till 5, 5.30 at night in Quinana, which was a 40-minute drive from my house, to then drive back home, drive straight to my second job, which would be my bartending job. That would start at, you know, 6, 6.30 p.m. till about 10.30, 11 at night. And then I will do that all again the next day and the next day. And I juggled that for a long time, which it did make me have to sacrifice a lot of things, you know, going out on road trips, seeing friends, but I wouldn't change it. I don't regret it um, because it has allowed me to have the freedom that I have now. A great way that I would love to see the world as well is through working as an au pair, au pair, whatever you would like to call it. I say au pair, but everyone keeps correcting me to au pair. I don't know. One of the words. <laughs> so I will be stopping along my travels as well to work. I do actually have one lined up in New Zealand and that's actually looking at the date right now. It's coming up quite quickly. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't heard of Au Pair, <laughs> it's pretty much a living nanny babysitting job pretty much. There are so many opportunities across the world and each one will offer something different like these differences can change from your working hours uh, what your benefits include how many kids you look after and what you're expected to do each day my position that I got in New Zealand is absolutely amazing and I feel like I struck gold with this family I feel really really lucky I haven't met them yet in person obviously been being facetiming and messaging but they're in New Zealand. I'm in Perth. I can't meet them in person yet, <laughs> but I feel really good about it. I have a good vibe and feel about it, which is really important. But yeah, me personally with this first au pair job, I'll be looking after three kids, all under the age of seven, helping them get ready for daycare and school, and then obviously after school care. I'll only be working roughly 25 hours a week. That will change every now and then. I don't pay rent. The family have offered to pay for my flights over to New Zealand from Perth, which is incredible. Not all pairs, not all of the all pairs will offer that, but I guess it just depends what you're after as well. They cover my grocery staples and I'll get paid on top of that. My contract with this family is four months and then I guess it's just a wait and see what happens after that. All pair contracts can change from one month to six months to a year. It seriously depends. So yeah, it's a great way for those that are wanting to work and travel. I went through, what was it called? All Pair Worldwide website online. You can select which country you want to work in and how many kids you want to work with. For me personally, it is a must to have experience. I... I highly recommend having experience babysitting beforehand. I've been babysitting for, gosh, three years, I think, maybe more. And what pushed me over the line compared to other people that had applied for the same job were my references. So I would highly recommend getting experience beforehand. Also, just to see if you do like working with kids. It's not for everyone, 
But if you do like working with kids, it is a great working opportunity, especially worldwide. Okay, next question. How do I deal with burnout? Okay, so if you're, <laughs> if you're an OG to this podcast and listen to previous episodes, I went to Dream Machine Festival in Bali with a group of friends and it was a lot. <laughs> I just jumped straight off a plane with respiratory struggles, went straight into partying day in, day out for a solid, I was about to say week, but honestly two weeks. But with that, also adjusting to a different environment, trying different foods, and you're on the go all the time, meeting new people, going to new places, exploring, constantly jumping on ferries and planes (laughs) 24-7. Traveling is is really exhausting, Um, and I feel like for me, getting used to traveling, just the different ways to adapt to the busyness of it. So I definitely have felt burnout a couple of times already. During burnout though, I've never wanted to stop whilst traveling, but I knew that I needed to slow down. So at the time of the festival, I was staying with a girlfriend of mine and we were splitting accommodation. So it was actually cheaper for us to book, you know, a nicer hotel private room compared to a hostel. So when we were feeling tired, we would book nice homestays and then you take our time exploring new places we definitely didn't slow right down at the start of our travels it was still go 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 but we did slow down a lot more than we were there was a time a couple of weeks ago I was staying in a hostel in Uluwatu I had just recovered from being sick and being bed bound for eight days so I was very mentally and physically burnt out but again I didn't want to stop and I didn't want to lose my motivation so instead of staying in bed all day or laying on the couches at the hostel I would either grab my headphones put some acoustic music on and take myself out on a slow walk either on the beach or just slowly exploring the town I would just walk you know not too far into town explore new restaurants and cafes just getting to know my surroundings I also actually this might sound silly but I try to learn something new when I'm burnt out like I use it as a great opportunity I know and like I don't mean to learn the dictionary (laughs) I'm not meaning to learn a whole new subject like you're at university but let's just say you're laying on the couch outside let's just say right now you're laying on the couch outside listening to this podcast after this podcast Let's say you're looking at, I don't know, the clouds or the grass or something. It literally can be anything. I would then research that, find something cool. Like, for example, there was a time I was being a full-on hippie. Hippie mode was on and I was laying down on the grass and I looked over and there was an ant. Well, actually, there were lots of ants. I was right next to an ant mound, so I did move. But (laughs) I was like, I don't know much about ants. I have given myself more time to slow down because I'm burnt out. So let's learn something new. (laughs) So as I was laying there, looking at these ants, I just started researching. And you know what? Ants don't have ears. Did you know that? Because I didn't. (laughs) I have mainly been researching like the spiritual and cultural things that are displayed here in Indonesia. Not so weird about random ants and stuff. But... 
you could research anything and learn literally anything you wanted to. So, yeah, there are a few ways that I personally deal with burnt out without stopping and losing the motivation to continue exploring and traveling. Okay, okay. Next question, number three. What has been the most memorable part of your trip so far? Okay, so I've been traveling for a month and a half now, I think, a bit over a month and a half. And I have done so much. I've looked back at all my photos that I've taken on my phone and it's so hard to simplify it down to just one thing. But if I really had to, it would have to be an experience that I had at the, oh my gosh, Ben Dung Waterfall. I will slowly get better at these sayings. I am so sorry. (laughs) But yeah, I had a waterfall hopping day in a wood and at one of the waterfalls that was called Bandung, hopefully saying that somewhat right. <laughs> there was an Indonesian man there, and I have spoken about this before, but he didn't speak any English at all, like not a word. And his job at that waterfall was purely to just take pictures for tourists all day, every day. That, that's what he had to do. When we got there, because I was still traveling with Sarah at the time, he was like putting his hands up, gesturing, and kind of like t- trying to say that he'll take a photo but Sarah and I would like no like we we don't want a photo we want to be in the moment and not go on our phones we had been to so many waterfalls that day and we had taken lots of photos at those other waterfalls like we had taken plenty so we didn't need to take any more for the rest of the day we literally just wanted to be fully immersed in nature is that the right word immersed I don't know but pretty much to put our phones away, (laughs) have no distractions. And I think that took him by surprise. He was happy that we just wanted to be in the moment. And even though there was a massive language barrier, like we couldn't say anything to each other, I felt like I was communicating to him through nature, you know, pointing things out to him and he would do the same. Like, beautiful things in nature there was a time that there (laughs) there was this spider skimming across the water and to be fair it was a massive spider kind of looks like a daddy long legs for those australians that know those ones but like a massive daddy long legs like gigantic and looking back actually hopefully it wasn't poisonous or venomous (laughs) but he made us laugh trying to put it on us and putting it near us and He was laughing with us too. Like it was just a great time. But the biggest thing I took from this whole interaction and day was when I pointed out a beautiful dragonfly on a rock right in front of us. It was orange and so colourful and just content. Like it just looked so content sitting on that rock. And yeah, I pointed it out um, and showed the Indonesian man. He then so angelically, it's just the word I always keep using to describe this, angelically picked it up. And put it on my hand. But he put it on my hand so softly. And the dragonfly didn't fly away. It wasn't scared. It it felt like it was floating on the palm of my hand. If that makes sense. Like it was such an incredible moment. A moment where I feel like time just stopped. So yeah, that was a standout in my travels and a highlight. And I guess I know that might sound underwhelming to some people because 
it's not an adrenaline seeking thing or like a massive touristy thing but for me personally on my own spiritual journey my own path that was my highlight Alrighty, next question my top three travel items okay so I've actually received a lot of questions about what essential items to pack when traveling and I've decided I think I'm just going to actually make a whole episode based on packing for a trip because a lot does go into it especially if you are backpacking for a long time so yeah stay tuned for that episode and I will cover I guess all things regarding packing packing essentials a whole travel guide episode I guess but yeah stay tuned for that one (laughs) okay next one biggest thing on your bucket list oh okay that's actually a really good question Um, oh, I actually have to think about that for a second. I do have lots. One of them being, what's like my number one thing? Oh, actually, this is a really good one. I really want to see the Egyptian pyramids. I, ever since the start of the year, I've had this whole new love for Egypt. I don't really know why. I guess like when I started researching it, I was just like, whoa, this is cool. And then I just like got carried away and stepped off my feet and I got into the rabbit hole of studying Egypt. (laughs) I do know the things that are going on there. And I, when I go, definitely will not be going alone. But I guess that is like Egypt being one of my bucket list locations. But then I guess if you're asking about a bucket list moment, huh, I would actually love to go sandboarding in the Sahara Desert. I don't know how possible that is, but that would be really cool. <laughs> I also do want to go bungee jumping and skydiving one day. And this bungee jumping is what like I'm referring to. It's like you are in the middle of like glaciers, like so high up and like you jump off a cliff kind of bungee jump. That's what I want to do. I'm very much an adrenaline seeker, as you can tell. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm hoping one day I can do these things in New Zealand because I'm pretty sure, I know they do bungee jumping and I'm assuming they would do skydiving as well. So yeah, stay tuned if I actually do tick those things off my bucket list when I'm in New Zealand. <laughs> okay, question number, oh, what question number are we actually up to? <laughs> uh, oh, question six. Okay, sorry. <laughs> What are some places that you really want to visit someday? So, well, I guess this does cross over a bit with my bucket list location. Obviously, Egypt. I do want to see the world as much as I can, like every location. But I don't have a priority of a location, if that makes sense. I don't know how else to word it. Like, I would absolutely love to backpack Central America for, I don't know, let's just say three months, but then also do the whole of Europe. And I want to go to Japan. But I don't have a priority to see these places. Like, it's just whenever I do get the opportunity to go. And also, mainly whenever flights are cheaper. <laughs> That'll very much depend where I go first. <laughs> okay, last question. Okay, first of all, actually, before I say this question, I am very proud of this person for asking this question because... I have a feeling that lots of other people are feeling the same way and I guess they're waiting for someone else to say something and this is why I have this podcast like I am just very open-minded I'll say absolutely everything get everything off my chest um and I guess in relates to this question it traveling has definitely opened up my eyes you know meeting new people with different backgrounds experiences 
and are in different stages of life, I guess. So the question is, what's well, more like a statement question kind of thing. Anyway, I'm 35, always wanted to travel, but I'm too afraid to do it alone. And now I feel like it's too late. First of all, it is never too late, ever. In my opinion, I believe it's never too late. You see people in their 70s. What happens when you retire? People travel. They're a lot older than 35. I honestly thought I would be meeting people closer to my age here, um, traveling, and I definitely am, don't get me wrong. But if anything, I'm meeting people older than me, older than 35. I'm meeting people aged between uh, 19 to about... 40 I want to say it's honestly really opened my eyes and for me that's inspiring everyone to me is inspiring because we all come from different paths on life we've all gone through different things but we all still have a dream something that motivates us to not only get out of bed but gets us through the day each day every day for the whole week and then the month and then the year And the people that I'm meeting on my travels are following their dreams. They might not be full-time travellers. They might only be travelling for a week, two weeks, four days. I don't know. But they're doing it. No matter of their age, their circumstance, where they came from. If you are nervous to travel alone, which is completely understandable, I totally get it. I highly recommend jumping online and joining a Facebook group, uh, like little travel groups, if you feel comfortable, you can even make a post on that group. Everyone on there are like-minded people in the same boat. So you could post something like, I don't know, hey, I'm wanting to travel to this place, this certain location for this amount of time. Um, One, would anyone want to join me if you do want to meet new people? Or if you do want to go solo, maybe just be like, hey, uh, what are any tips or tricks that I should know about this place or what to do you know what I mean something like that I've definitely used these Facebook pages quite a lot actually and a lot more than I thought I would and I have referred back to them for tips and tricks but also to meet new people and I have made a lot of new friends through these pages the best Facebook group page I would recommend checking out is called girls that travel and it has like a little blue butterfly emoji in the name so feel free to check that out I really hope that gave you guys some reassurance of it's never too late and to start following your dreams. I don't know. I'm not like a travel expert yet by any means. Not when you're I'm only a month and a half into my travels. <laughs> but this is just, I guess, like my personal experience and what I would recommend to do. And hopefully it works for you guys. Well, that is the end of the questions. I hope you guys enjoyed this little Q&A episode. If there are any... I guess, bonus episodes that you want to hear, please let me know. Any topics you'd like me to cover, flick me a message on any of my socials linked below. Well, this concludes this week's episode. Please give this podcast a follow and rating to keep the travel spirits alive. I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, you beautiful people. And I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.